listening to this podcast right now. Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey Into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophy, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophy. That sounds so awesome. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. From the suburbs of Chicago and Illinois, this is The Poor Report with your host, Andrew Poor. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Kind of feels like I just talked to you, but that's the nature of this episode here today, which I'm doing two episodes in one day. I know I'm a crazy person, and this episode will be 38 or 39, so you either know there's an episode coming or you've already listened to my new show. So, yeah, so let's kind of just jump right in. This is the last in my profile series. You know, I've covered Barbara Bush. I've covered... Michelle McNamara and the Golden State Killer, I've co- and I've covered Kevin Smith. My last one in this very unusual set of people will be Nikolai Tesla, which is a very famous inventor, and it was actually a recommendation by someone on the network, so that's what I'm going to talk about today. And before I get into who Tesla was, for a lot of you who don't really know history, you don't really pay attention to that kind of thing, the Maybe the only time you actually know who Tesla was, was through the movie The Prestige. So there's a quick article about uh, Tesla in The Prestige and the actor who portrayed him, which was David Bowie. There's a lot to love about The Prestige. Uh, stage magicians, the Batman team of Bat- Bale and Kane. But perhaps the best thing about the movie, in my mind, was David Bowie. Assuming the role of Nikola Tesla... It seemed that kind of perfect Hollywood casting, not only for Bowie's wonderful performance, but for the similarities between the two men. The moment we meet Tesla in the movie, he's walking through a field of electricity, unfazed, untouched. It's a thrilling introduction, one that reflects both Tesla and Bowie. Director Christopher Nolan apparently had always wanted Bowie for the role, knowing that he needed someone who wasn't a Hollywood star, but someone who would stand out in the part. I think he sensed that the character of Tesla demanded someone different, someone with the same theatrical presence. Bowie initially refused until Nolan flew out to meet with him and told him he was the only choice. Bowie accepted. The two men, Bowie and Tesla, were of course separated by decades as well as by backgrounds. Tesla was a a Serbian inventor and engineer. Bowie was an English musician, but they have more in common than is at first obvious. Both men were innovators in their respective fields, taking them in new directions. Tesla started his career in the United States working for Thomas Edison, but while Edison backed direct current, Tesla developed the superior alternating current. Bowie started out writing songs in a kind of folk rock style, but starting with The Man Who Stole the, Sold the World, he began using a heavier rock style and exploiting his own androgyny to help create an identify, identity. Later experiments in creating personas wrote in the massive popular Ziggy Stardust character, the ultimate rock star from Mars, biographer David Buckley said, it challenged the core belief of the rock music of its day. Tesla was a polyglot, speaking eight languages. Bowie played at least eight different musical instruments, including the saxophone. Both men also demonstrated skills outside of their chosen fields. 
One of Tesla's friends said of him, seldom did one meet a scientist or engineer who is also a poet, a philosopher, an appreciator of fine music, a linguist, and a connoisseur of food and drink. Bowie was also something of a renaissance man himself. In addition to being a singer, songwriter, and musician, he's been an actor, a mime, a fashion icon, a painter, a writer, even flirted briefly with video game creation and design in Omicron, The Nomad Soul. Both men were, slash are, I guess at the date of this article, this is an old article from 2012, so both men were natural performers. Tesla would hold public conferences with his Tesla coil, plastic electricity, something that often scared his audience. His demonstrations of his inventions had been compared to the world of stage magicians, something that no doubt mandated his inclusion in the prestige. Bowie, as mentioned, studied mime with Lindsay Kemp, and that helped introduce him to a more theatrical presence and the ability to create personas to present to the world. Instead of the process, offstage, I'm a robot. On stage, I achieve emotion. It's probably why I prefer dressing up as Ziggy to being David. As such talented people often do, they were friends with other creative contemporaries as well. Tesla, for example, was friends with Mark Twain and others like Robert Underwood Johnson. Bowie famously was friends with Iggy Pop and Lou Reed, also other musicians such as John Lennon and Mick Jagger, as well as having friends in the film and fashion worlds. Both men held questionable beliefs at times. Tesla was a proponent of eugenics while Bowie in his thin white Duke phase flirted with an appreciation for fascism, something he later blamed on his addictions and getting lost in that character. Of course, there were stark differences between the two as well. For example, Tesla believed celibacy helped his work while Bowie notoriously bedded men and women before his marriage to Amon. Tesla died a poor man despite his many patents, whereas Bowie is also an accomplished businessman who has turned his musical success into massive financial success as well. What's undeniable is that both are remarkable individuals, and in my opinion, they come together perfectly in the prestige. I consider them both geniuses with a touch of mad scientist, and David Bowie will leave behind a musical legacy as rich and affecting as Tesla's technological one. So what do we know about Tesla? Um, The eccentric uh, inventor and modern Prometheus died 75 years ago, not quite to the day. Um, Match the following figures. Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison... Guglielmo Marconi, Alfred Nobel, and Nikola Tesla, with these biographical facts, spoke eight languages, produced the first motor that ran on AC current, developed the underlying technology for wireless communications over long distances, held approximately 300 patents, claimed to have developed a super weapon that would end all war. The match for each, of course, is Tesla. Surprised, most people have heard his name, but few know much about his place in modern science technology. The 75th anniversary of Tesla's death on January 7th provided a timely opportunity to review the life of a man who came from nowhere yet became world famous. Claimed to be devoted solely to discovery, but relish. Claimed to be devoted solely to discovery, but relish the role of a showman. Attracted the attention of many women, but never married. Generated ideas that transformed daily life and created multiple fortunes, but died nearly penniless. Tesla was born in Serbia on a summer night in 1856 during what he claimed was a lightning storm, which led to the midwife to say he will be a child of the storm and his mother to counter prophetically no of the light. As a student, Tesla displayed such remarkable abilities to calculate mathematical problems. The teachers accused him of cheating. During his teen years, he fell seriously ill, recovering once his father abandoned his demand that Nikolai become a priest and agreed he could attend engineering school instead. Although not standing student, Tesla eventually withdrew from Polytechnic School and ended up working for the Continental Edison Company, where he focused on electrical lighting and motors. Wishing to be Edison himself, Tesla immigrated to the U.S. in 1884, and he later claimed he was offered the sum of U.S. $50,000 if he could solve a series of engineering problems Edison's company faced. 
Having achieved the feat, Tess said he was then told that an offer had just been a joke and he left the company after six months. Tesla then developed a relationship with two businessmen that led to the founding of Tesla Electric Lights and Manufacturing. He filed a number of electrical patents, uh, which he assigned to the company, which his partners decided that they would wanted to focus strictly on supplying electricity. They took the company's electrical property and found another firm, leaving Tesla with nothing. Tesla reported that he then worked as a ditch digger for two hours a day, tortured by the sense that his great talent and education were going to waste. Success as an inventor. In 1887, Tesla met two investors who agreed to back the formation of the Tesla Electric Company. He set up a laboratory in Manhattan where he developed the alternating current induction motor, which solved a number of technical problems that had bedeviled other designs. When Tesla demonstrated his device and engineering meeting, the Westinghouse company made arrangements to license the technology, providing an upfront payment and royalties on each host power generated. The so-called war of currents was raging in the late 1880s. Thomas Edison promoted direct current, asserting that it was safer than AC. George Westinghouse backed AC since it could transmit power over long distances. Because the two were undercutting each other's prices, Westinghouse lacked capital. He explains the difficulty and asked Tesla to sell his patent to him for a single lump sum, to which Tesla agreed, foregoing what would have been a vast fortune had he held on to them. With the World's Columbia Exposition of 1893 looming in Chicago, Westinghouse asked Tesla to help supply power. They have a huge platform for demonstrating the merits of AC. Tesla helped the fair illuminate more light bulbs than could be found in the entire city of Chicago. In wowed audiences with a variety of wonders, including electric light that required no wires. Later, Tesla also helped Westinghouse win a contract to generate electrical power at Niagara Falls, helping to build the first large-scale AC power plant in the world. There were challenges along the way. Tesla encountered many obstacles. In 1895, his Manhattan laboratory was devastated by a fire, which destroyed his notes and prototypes. At Madison Square Garden in 1898, he demonstrated wireless control of a boat, a stunt that many branded a hoax. Soon after, he turned his attention to the wireless transmission of electric power. He was that his system could not only distribute electricity around the globe, but also provided for worldwide wireless communication. Seeking to test ideas, Tesla built a laboratory in Colorado Springs. Theory drew, once drew so much power that he caused a regional power outage. He also detected signals that he claimed emanated from an extraterrestrial source. In 1901, Tesla persuaded J.P. Morgan to invest in the construction of a tower on Long Island that he believed would vindicate his plans to electrify the world. Yet Tesla's dream did not materialize and Morgan soon withdrew funding. In 1909, Macaroni received the Nobel Prize for the development of a radio. In 1915, Tesla unsuccessfully sued Macaroni, claiming infringement on his patents. That same year, it was rumored that Edison and Tesla would share the Nobel Prize, but it didn't happen. Unsubstantial speculation suggested their mutual animosity was the cause. However, Tesla did receive numerous honors and awards over his life, including, ironically, the American Institute of Electrical Engineers Edison Medal. Uh, Tesla was a remarkable person. He said that he had a photographic memory, which helped him memorize whole books and speak eight languages. He also claimed that many of his best ideas came to him in a flash and that he saw detailed pictures of many of his inventions in his mind before he ever set about constructing prototypes. As a result, he had didn't initially prepare drawings and plans for many of his devices. The six foot two inch Tesla cut a dashing figure and was popular with women. Though he never married, claiming that his celibacy played an important role in his creativity. Perhaps because of his nearly fatal illness as a teenager, he feared germs and practically and practiced very strict hygiene, likely a barrier to the development of interpersonal relationships. He also exhibited unusual phobia, such as aversion to uh, pearls, which led him to refuse to speak to any woman wearing them. Tesla also had 
Tulsa held that his greatest ideas came to him in solitude, yet he was no hermit. Socially with many of his famous people of his day and elegant dinner party, he hosted Mark Twain frequented his laboratory and promoted some of his inventions. Tesla enjoyed a reputation as not only a great engineer and inventor, but also a philosopher, poet, and connoisseur. On his 75th birthday, he received a congratulatory letter from Einstein and was featured on the cover of Time magazine. In the popular imagination, Tesla played the part of a mad scientist. He claimed that he had developed a motor that ran on cosmic rays, that he was working on a new non-Einsteinian physics that would supply a new form of energy, that he had discovered a new technique for photographing thoughts, and that he had also developed a new ray, alternately labeled the death ray and the peace ray, which vastly greater military potential than Nobel's munitions. His money long gone, Tesla spent his later years moving from place to place, leaving behind unpaid bills. Eventually he settled in at a New York hotel where his rent was paid by Westinghouse. Always living alone, he frequented the local park where he regularly seen feeding and tending to the pigeons, with which he claimed to share a special affinity. On the morning of January 7th, 1943, he was found dead in his room by a hotel maid at age 86. Today, the name Tesla is still very much in circulation. The airport in Belgrade bears his name, as does the world's best-known electric car. And then magnetic field strength of MRI scanners is measured in Teslas. Tesla was a real-life Prometheus, the mythical Greek titan who raided heaven to bring fire to mankind. Yet in punishment, was chained to a rock where each day an eagle ate his liver. Tesla scaled great heights and uh, to bring lightning down to earth, yet his rare ca- uh, cast of mind and uncommon habits eventually led to his downfall, leaving him nearly penniless and alone. The rise and fall of Nikolai Tesla and his tower um, is just a further elaboration from the previous article. The inventor's vision of global wireless transmission tower provided proved to be his undoing. By the end of his brilliance and tortured life, the Serbian physicist, engineer, and inventor Nikola Tesla was penniless and living in a small New York City hotel room. He spent days in a park surrounded by the creatures that mattered most to him, pigeons, and sleep at nights working over mathematical equations and scientific problems in his head. That habit would confound scientists and scholars for decades after he died in 1943. His inventions were designed and perfected in his imagination. Tesla believed his mind to be without equal, and he wasn't above chiding his contemporaries such as Thomas Edison, who once hired him. If Edison had a needle to find in a haystack, Tesla once wrote, he would proceed at once with the diligence of the bee to examine straw after straw until he found the object of his search. I was sorry to witness of such doing that a little theory and calculation would have saved him 90% of his labor. But what his contemporaries may have been lacking in scientific talent, by Tesla's estimation, men like Edison and George Westinghouse clearly possessed... The one trait that Tesla did not, a mind for business. And in the last days of America's Gilded Age, Nikola Tesla made a dramatic attempt to change the future of communication and power transmission around the world. He managed to convince J.P. Morgan that he was on the verge of a breakthrough and the financial and the financier gave Tesla more than 150000 to fund what would become a gigantic, futuristic, and startling tower in the middle of Long Island, New York. In 1898, as Tesla's plans to create a worldwide wireless transmission system became known, Wardenclyffe Tower would be Tesla's last chance to claim the recognition and wealth that had always escaped him. Nikola Tesla was born in modern-day Croatia in 1856. His father, Milutin, was a priest of the Serbian Orthodox Church. From an early age, he demonstrated the obsessiveness that would puzzle and amuse those around him. He could memorize entire books and store logarithmic tables in his brains. He picked up languages easily and could work through days and nights on only a few hours of sleep. At age 19, he was studying electrical engineering at Polytechnic Institute in at Graz in Austria, where he quickly established himself as a star student. 
He found himself in an ongoing debate with a professor over perceived design flaws in the direct current motors that were being demonstrated in class. In attacking the problem again, I almost regretted that the struggle was soon to end. Tesla later wrote, I had so much energy to spare when I undertook the task was not with a resolve such as men often make. With me, it was a sacred vow, a question of life and death. I knew that I would perish if I failed. Now I felt the battle was won. Back in the deep recess of the brain was the solution, but I could not yet get it outward expression. He would spend the next six years of his life thinking about electromagnetic fields and hypothetical power, hypothetical motor power by alternate current that would and should work. The thoughts obsessed him, and he wasn't able to focus on his schoolwork. Professor at the university warned Tesla's father the young scholar working and sleeping habits were killing him. But rather than finish his studies, Tesla became a gambling addict, lost all his tuition money, dropped out of school, and suffered a nervous breakdown. It would not be his last. In 1881, Tesla moved to Budapest after recovering from his breakdown. He was walking through a park with a friend, reciting poetry, when a vision came to him. There in the park with a stick, Tesla drew a crude diagram in the dirt. A motor using the principle of rotating magnetic fields created by two or more alternating currents. While AC electrification had been employed before, there would never be a practical working motor run on alternating current until he invented his induction motor several years later. In June 1884, Tesla sailed for New York City and arrived with four cents in his pocket and a letter of recommendation from Charles Batchelor, a former employer to Thomas Edison, which was purported to say, My dear Edison, I know two great men and you are one of them. The other is this young man. The meeting was arranged, and once Tesla described the engineering work he was doing, Edison, though skeptical, hired him. According to Tesla, Edison offered him $50,000 if he could improve upon the DC generation plants Edison favored. Within a few months, Tesla informed the American inventor that he had indeed improved upon Edison's motors. Edison, Tesla noted, refused to pay up. When you become a full-fledged American, you will appreciate an American joke, Edison told him. Tesla promptly quit and took a job digging ditches. But it wasn't long before word got out of the Tesla's AC motor was worth investing in, and the Western Union Company put Tesla to work in a lab not far from Edison's office, where he designed AC power systems that are still used around the world. The motors I built there, Tesla said, were exactly as I imagined them. I made no attempt to improve the design, but merely reproduced the pictures that they appeared in my vision, and the operation was always as I expected. Tesla patented his AC motors and power systems, which were said to be the most valuable invention since the telephone. Soon, George Westinghouse recognized that Tesla's design might just be what he needed in his efforts to unseat Edison's DC current, licensed his patents for $60,000 in stocks and cash and royalties based on how much electricity Westinghouse could sell. Ultimately, he won the War of the Currents, but at a steep cost in litigation and competition for both Westinghouse and Edison's General Electric Company. Fearing ruin, Westinghouse begged Tesla for relief from the royalties Westinghouse agreed to. Your decision determines the fate of the Westinghouse company, he said. Tesla grave to the man who had never tried to swindle him, tore up the royalty contract, walking away from millions in royalties that it already owed and billions that would have accrued in the future. He would have been one of the wealthiest men in the world, a titan of the Gilded Age. His work literally reflected just one facet of his fertile mind. Before the turn in the 20th century, Tesla invented a powerful coil that was capable of generating high voltages and frequencies leading to new forms of light, such as neon and fluorescent, as well as x-rays. Tesla also discovered that these coils, soon to be called Tesla coils, made it possible to send and receive radio signals. He quickly filed for American patents in 1897, beating the Italian inventor Giugielmo Macroni to the punch. Tesla continued to work on his ideas for wireless transmission when he proposed to J.P. Morgan his idea of a wireless globe. After Morgan put up the 150000 to build the giant transmission tower, Tesla promptly hired the noted architect Sanford White of McKim, Mead, and White in New York. White, too, was smitten with Tesla's idea, and after 
After all, Tesla was a highly acclaimed man before West, behind Westinghouse's success with the alternating current. When Tesla talked, he was persuasive. As soon as completed, it would be possible for all businessmen in New York to, dis, to dictate instructions and have them appear in type at his office in London or elsewhere, Tesla said at the time. He'd be able to call up from his desk and talk to any telephone subscriber on the globe without any change whatsoever in the existing equipment. An inexpensive instrument not bigger than a watch will enable its bearer to hear anywhere on sea or land, music or song, the speech of a political leader, the address of an eminent man of science, or the sermon of an eloquent clergyman, delivered in some other place, however distant. In the same manner, any picture, character, drawing, or print can be transferred to, from one place to another. Millions of such instruments can be operated from one plant of this kind. Wow, that's an eerie description of something that now is very much commonplace but was unheard of at the time that he said it. Well, quickly... White quickly got to work designing Wardenclyffe Tower in 1901, but soon after construction began, it became apparent that Tesla was going to run out of money before it was finished. An appeal to Morgan for more money proved fruitless. In the meantime, investors were rushing to throw their money behind Macroni. In December 1901, Macroni successfully sent a signal from England to Newfoundland. Tesla grumbled that the Italian was using 17 of his patents, but litigation eventually favored Macroni, and the commercial damage was done. The U.S. Supreme Court ultimately upheld Tesla's claim clarifying the Tesla's role in the invention of the radio, but not until 1943 after he died. Thus, the Italian inventor was credited as the inventor of radio and became rich. Wardenclyffe Tower became an 186-foot-tall relic. It would be raised in 1917, and the defeat Tesla's worst led to another of his breakdowns. It is not a dream, Tesla said. It is a simple feat of scientific electrical engineering, only expensive, blind, faint-hearted, doubting world. In 1912, Tesla began to withdraw from the doubting world, he was clearly showing signs of obsessive compulsive disorder and was potentially a high-functioning autistic. He became obsessed with cleanliness and fixated on the number three. He began shaking hands with people and washing hands, all done in sets of three. He had to have 18 napkins on his table during meals and would count his steps whenever he walked anywhere. He claimed to have a normal acceptance to sounds as well as an acute sense of sight. And he later wrote that he had a violent aversion against the earrings of women and the sights of a pearl would almost give me a fit. At the end of his life, Tesla became fixated on pigeons, especially a specific white female which he claimed to love almost as one would love a human being. One night, Tesla claimed the white pigeon visited him through an open window at his hotel and believed the bird had come to tell him she was dying. He saw two powerful beams of light in the bird's eye, he later said, yet it was real light, a powerful, dazzling, blinding light, a light more intense than I could ever produce by the most powerful lamps in my laboratory. The pigeon died in his arms, the inventor claimed at the moment he knew he had to finish his that he had finished his life's work. Nicholas Tesla would go on to make news from time to time while living on the 33rd floor of the New York, the New Yorker Hotel. In 1931, he made the cover of Time magazine, which featured an invention of, on his 75th birthday. In 1934, the New York Times reported that Tesla was working on a death beam, capable of knocking 10,000 enemy airplanes out of the sky. He hoped to fund a prototype defensive weapon in the interest of world peace, but his appeals to J.P. Morgan Jr. and British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain went nowhere. Tesla did, however, receive a $25,000 check from the Soviet Union, but the project languished. He died in 1943 in debt, although Westinghouse had been paying his room and board at the hotel for years. And just to wrap up the story here today, involves eight things you didn't know about Nikola Tesla. In honor of Tesla, this is an old article, so I guess it would be in honor of Nikola Tesla's 162nd birthday, or a few months past his 160, well, not quite his 162nd birthday. Uh, in honor of his, of his birthday, we've turned to two Tesla aspects and his stories to help us compile a list of interesting facts we probably never knew about the guy. 
He was born during a lightning storm. Nikola Tesla was born around midnight between July 9th and July 10th, 1856, during a fierce lightning storm. According to family legend, midway through the birth, the midwife wrung her hands and declared the lightning a bad omen. The child was a tr- be a child of darkness, she said, to which the mother replied, no, he'll be a child of light. Number two, he was really funny. Uh, most people don't know that Tesla had a terrific sense of humor. Safer said, for example, after dining with writer and poet Roger Clipping, he wrote this in a correspondence to a close friend. Uh, my dear Mrs. Johnson, what's the matter with ink spiller Kipling? He actually dared to invite me to dine in an obscure hotel where I would be sure to get hair and cockroaches in the soup. Yours truly, N. Tesla. He and Edison were rivals, but not sworn enemies. Many have characterized Tesla and inventor Thomas Edison as enemies. But Carlson said that his relationship has been misinterpreted early in his career. Tesla worked for Edison designing direct current generators, but famously quit to pursue his own project, the alternating current induction motor. Sure, they're on different sides of the so-called current wars with Edison pushing for direct current and Tesla for alternating current. But Carlson considers them the Steve Jobs and Bill Gates of their time. One, the brilliant marketer and businessman, and the other, a visionary and tech guy. On a rare occasion, Edison attended conferences where Tesla was speaking. Edison, hard of hearing and not wanting to be spotted, slipped into the back of the auditorium to listen to the lecture. But Tesla spotted Edison in the crowd, called attention to him, and led the audience in giving him a standing ovation. Seifer qualifies it more, saying that two had a love-hate relationship. At first, Edison dismissed Tesla, but came to eventually respect him. When there were fires at Tesla's laboratory, Edison provided him a lab, so clearly there was some mutual respect. Uh, Tesla, he developed the idea for smartphone technology in 1901. Tesla may have had a brilliant mind, but he was not as good at reducing his ideas to practice, Carlson said. In the race to develop transatlantic radio, Tesla described to the funder and business partner J.P. Morgan a new means of instant communication that involved gathering stock quotes and telegram messages, funnel them to his laboratory where he could encode them and assign them each a new frequency. That frequency would be broadcast to a device that would fit in your hand, he explained. In other words, Tesla had envisioned the smartphone and wireless internet, Carlson said, adding that of all the ideas, that was the one that had stopped him in his tracks. He was the first to be thinking about the information revolution in the sense of delivering information for each individual user. He also conceived of but never developed technology for radar, x-rays, and particle beam death ray and radio astronomy. Number five, he shook the poop out of Mark Twain. One famous legend surrounding the eccentric Tesla was that he had an earthquake machine in his Manhattan laboratory that shook his building and nearly brought down the neighborhood during experiments. Tesla's device wasn't actually an earthquake machine, Carl said, but a high-frequency oscillator. A piston set underneath a platform in the laboratory shook violently as it moved. Another experiment in more efficient electricity. It didn't bring the block to ruins, Carlson said, but it did shake the poop out of Mark Twain. Twain was known for having digestive problems with Tesla, who knew Twain through his, their gentleman's club. Invited him over, he instructed Twain to stand on the platform while he flipped on the oscillator. After about 90 seconds, Twain jumped off the platform and ran for the facilities. Uh, number six, he had famous friends. People aren't aware that he was close friends with conservative conservationist John Muir, Safer said Muir, one of the founders of the Sierra Club, loved that Tesla's hydroelectric power system was a clean energy system. It runs on waterfalls, which Tesla referred to as running on the wheel work of nature. Also among his friends, financiers Henry Clay Frick and Thomas Fortune Ryan, he lived in the Waldorf Astoria at the height of the Gilded Age, Seifer said, adding to the fame later in life lessened. Uh, pearls drove him crazy. Tesla could not stand the sight of pearls to the extent that he refused to speak to women wearing them. When the secretary wore pearls jewelry, he sent her home for the day. No one knows why he had such an aversion, but Tesla had a very particular sense of style and aesthetics, Carlson said, and believed that in order to be successful, one needed to look successful. He wore white gloves to dinner every night and prided himself on being a dapper dresser. 
Every photograph Tesla has said is very carefully constructed to capture his good side. He had a photographic memory and fear of germs. Tesla had once known... Uh, Tesla had what's known as a photographic memory. He was in, known to memorize books and images and stockpile visions for inventions in his head. He also had a powerful imagination and the ability to visualize in three dimensions, which he refused to control the terrifying vivid nightmares he suffered from as a child. It's in part what makes him such a mystical and eccentric character in popular culture, Carlson said. He's also known for having excessive hygiene habits, born out of a near-fatal bout of cholera as a teenager. It sounds very much like Howard Hughes. If anyone remembered the show The Aviator, it's a lot of this stuff about Nikola Tesla is very similar to that, at least in my interpretation of it. But I think that's enough talking about the man the legend, the famous inventor, the person that really makes the lifestyle we live today possible, and that was Nikola Tesla. And that's a great uh, person to end my profile series on. So for the poor report this week, and I guess the double feature that you got out of the two episodes in whatever order you listen to them, I'm Andrew Poor, and I want to thank you for listening.